Welcome, my friends. It's Andy and Hedia coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California for Living Fearless Devotional. On ResurrectMinistry.com, <laughs> our website to the harnesses the power of the internet to reach the, to spread the gospel to every corner of the earth. Um, we are firm believers in the power of the gospel to reach people no matter where they are and who they are. And so this uh, website hopes to serve as a resource for you and your friends and people that know God to deepen your relationship and those who do not know the one true God, the God of Moses, Jacob, Abraham, and our Lord Jesus Christ. So I hope you find resources there that are of benefit and of use to you. And if you'd like to drop us a comment, we'd love to hear from you. Anything you'd like suggestions to improve the website, we'd also love to hear those too. And if this ministry blesses you or encourages you, um, we ask that you donate um, any amount. You could just hit the donate now button and uh, we appreciate your partnership. Wow. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you love wow. me. So it's your easy impress. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm happy that we're My here now. This looks very pink. Does it? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, man, too. Flush. Yeah, we look very pink. I wonder where that is. I think it's the lighting. <laughs> oh, oh, anywhere in white. Um, you know, I was just going to say, though, um, I'm glad that I'm here with our friends, Carrie and Cindy in, in particular, who are on right now. And whoever else is on, make hi, sure ladies. let us know and say hi. And Thank you for letting us know. Where you're watching from, what platform you're watching on. That, that would be great. Uh, I'm going to be honest with my audience is that I did not necessarily want to uh, come on tonight. You've done a lot. I've done a, I've, I've put at least. I had a little more of a leisurely day than you. Yeah, sure. yeah. Like I put, I must have put a hundred and something miles on my car, <laughs> just locally. Uh, taught a class in high school to a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, got their attention. So I've done a lot of talking to and a lot of driving. So then, but now that I'm on with you guys, that's kind of always the case. Yes. Is that God comes into the room, we pray, and I'm going, oh, thank God I'm on talking about Jesus, Yay. listening to the devotional. Uh, very, very happy. Carrie's on YouTube from Menifee, California. Menifee is in the house. I don't know why. <laughs> I felt like I wanted to say that. I tried not to. Did you feel the hesitation? I did. Yeah, and, uh, did. and then, then it just you came said, out. You know what? I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> Today I was teaching the kids and a kid came in with some food and it was a panda. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of teenagers. And I go, oh, panda, panda's bussing. And they all burst out laughing. And I go, well, why are you guys laughing at me? I can't use bussing? A boomer can't use bussing? No. And I said, you're lucky I didn't say that uh, uh, that's, uh, how do you say it again? I forgot. That's Something uh, about a cap. <laughs> but we don't know if that's really vulgar, so maybe we should refrain from using that one. All these weird words we learned from the kids. Oh, no cap. No cap. It's bussing. I said I didn't say that. And then they all started rolling on the ground again. But I don't I don't know why. I don't know why I can't use this. Hey, Carrie. This is laughing at my either the metaphy part or uh oh. Siri wants to talk to us for some reason. Siri, stop talking. We don't want to talk to you. We have no questions for you. How do I get you to stop? She'll stop by herself. Oh, she'll stop by herself. Okay. We're reading from uh, Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon. Where's my mouse? There it is. And, um, you know, I'm going to say this ahead of time. I just, I think this is important, what we should do. Because um, Pilgrim's Progress. I, I, no I've read almost all of Pilgrim's Progress. It, it's difficult because of the characters' names. 
Oh, so I, it's I get, a fictional book? Yeah. Oh, I literally thought it was one of the historical books about the pilgrims. No. So it's like screw tape letters. Yes. Okay. Yeah, if I'm wrong, somebody let me know. Because no, it, it, I, you can't yeah, be wrong because all yeah. <laughs> the characters have names that we don't understand. And uh, I don't know why it exhausted me. It, it, it challenged my brain. And when my brain gets challenged, I get tired very easy. Ah, and so I, uh, I decided to, I just didn't finish it. But so back to my point, um, there's a portion of it, of this devotional that talks about that. So what I would like to do is read through it. You know, and other people have read uh, Pilgrim's Progress, and that's they'll understand completely. But then I would like to go into Jim Ryman's part. Okay. Well, then it'll be, I mean, that part kind of brings it all together, I think. Okay. All right. So I just wanted to, I just thought of that as we were going live. No Is that okay problem. with you? Absolutely. How about you guys? Is that okay with you? <laughs> <laughs> so now with all that being said, uh, Morning by Morning by Charles Spurgeon uh, for March 7th. The reference is Mark eleven twenty two, and it simply says, have faith in God. Charles says in this devotional, faith is the foot of the soul that enables us to march along the road of the commandments. Love can make our feet move more quickly, but faith is what actually carries the soul. Faith is the oil that enables the wheels of holiness and devotion to roll freely. For without faith, the wheels will ultimately come off our chariot and we will simply drag along the ground. What a visual. Our chariots. <laughs> yes. With faith, I can do everything. But without it, I will have neither the inclination nor the power to do anything in service to God. If you are looking for people who will serve God the best, look for the people with the most faith. Little faith can, can save a person. But little faith will never do great things for God. In The Pilgrim's okay. Progress by John Bunyan, little faith could never have fought Apollyon. It took Christian to do that. Little faith could never have slain giant despair. It required great heart's arm to knock down the monster, that monster. Little faith most certainly will get to heaven but often along the way will be forced to hide itself and thereby frequently loses all rewards except its crown of salvation. Oh, that's significant. Okay. okay. Little faith says, this is a rough road covered with the sharpest thorns and full of danger. I'm afraid to go, but great faith remembers the promise. Thy shoes shall be iron and brass and is thy days so shall my, thy strength be. So great faith boldly ventures ahead. Little faith waits in despondency. Its tears mingling with the floodwaters it stands beside. But great faith sings. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. And then... Great faith forwards the stream at once. <laughs> Do you desire to be comfortable and truly happy? Do you desire to enjoy your faith? Would you prefer a faith of cheerfulness as opposed to one of gloominess? Then have faith in God. But if you love darkness and are satisfied to live in misery and gloom, then convince yourself to be content with little faith. If you love sunshine and would rather sing songs of rejoicing, then earnestly desire and seek the best gift. Great 
faith. Jesus used the words great faith only twice, and neither in reference to the people of Israel. The first described the Roman centurion, someone who hated Israel, but a man with enough faith to ask Jesus to heal his servant. Upon this encounter, Jesus said, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. The other reference was to a Canaanite woman who asked the Lord to deliver her daughter from a demon possession. Jesus said to her, woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. What does this say about the exercise of faith of God's people today? As in days of old, we must be careful to follow the Lord in the inner heart of faith, not simply in our outer actions. In the Old Testament, God said of his people's unholy rituals, they have become a burden to me. I am weary of bearing them. Thus, the church today as well must be careful not to simply have a form of godliness denying its power. Mm. There's a lot of scriptures in the Old Testament about God saying, do you think I delight in your bulls and rams and the incense of your offering? I hate them. Mm. God literally says, I hate them. Um, Because they had gotten into such a habit of killing animals and sacrificing them and burning incense and pouring oil, it became such a ritual that it had no devotion. They were still fornicating in the temples and uh, worshiping false Mm. gods and engaging in immorality. And so he's like, I hate it. Stop it. It's disgusting to me. I, you, he says, you, you speak to me, you pray to me and I turn my ears. I do not listen. (laughs) You know, it's, it's really quite damning. And it's such a good advice to us now because, especially now, because our sacrifices um, in the church, they're, you know, the smoke machines, the music, the, you know, the powerful charismatic preachers. And I don't mean charismatic as a denomination. I mean, uh, you know, uh, good speakers. And you could sometimes think that God's looking down going, I don't need your rituals. Right. I need your faith. I need your sincerity. Um, it's such an important lesson. And that goes another way too, as a, uh, a parent that you will be yelling and screaming about, you know, kids to be, tell the truth, be, uh, uh, love God, pray, uh, do all these things. And then you turn around and you act like a lunatic doing crazy stuff. And, and they witness you, you know, participating in debauchery. Yeah. So it's, it's the other way too, is that you're, you talk about all this faith and yet you don't follow uh, God's, uh, you know, uh, wishes right. and desires of you. God's saying to all of us as his yeah. children. Yeah. Wow. And the power of great faith, you know, it's just holding on. And what does great faith mean? We were talking about is, is just holding on to all of God's promises that, We know we'll suffer persecution, but he promises to carry us through it. There's no temptation greater than we can bear. He'll always give a means of escape. Um, He is the source of all joy. He is our great high priest. He knows our suffering. So all of the promises that God has given us are what constitutes our great faith to forge ahead, to step out in faith and do things for God. But when... um, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. <laughs> then mm. we just kind of, we allow the flesh to be like, oh, you don't need to do that. I mean, like, what's the point? You're right. kind of tired. What is it going to accomplish? Who is it going to serve? 
you know, and that's a, mm. that's a great, that's a great risk. But when we hold on to the promises of what we're capable of, of being the royal priesthood, of being the hands and feet of Jesus, of being salt and light, all of the things that he's calling us to, um, then we find that great faith in action. Wow. You're giving me a lot to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie says screw tape's one of her favorites. Uh, yeah. It is. I was reading it with my daughter when she was in sixth grade. It was it was good. I don't know if she got it at all, but I definitely got it. Yeah. I just I, I'm thinking about what we were talking about before we went live, and that was that uh whether somebody saying that God will not put you through a burden greater a burden, than you can bear. A burden greater than you can bear. And now thinking about what you said about having faith, whether that is scriptural scriptural apparently there there it's not scriptural okay there's other promises that god says he'll carry you through it but he doesn't say he doesn't give a burden greater than you can bear he doesn't give a temptation greater than you can withstand and does not provide a mean of escape that's first corinthians 10 so thinking of that in relationship to having faith if that's true that it's not if we have faith our faith should be then that as we come out of it or don't come out of it, <laughs> that God will be there where we end up. Carry us through it. <laughs> Carry us through he won't, it. Uh, I always hear preachers say he doesn't promise to take us out of it. He promises mm. to be with us through it. The greatest example. And what's the comfort Job. from that? That he's just there watching us suffer. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, no, that's what I was telling you. So I'm in a study of First Thessalonians, mm -hmm. and the scriptures that we're comparing it to is that there is um, a great consolation that the Lord gives in suffering is saying, though um, you may be suffering in this life, it's little suffering in comparison to the eternal glory that you are gaining. Um, through mm -hmm. suffering, you gain perseverance, through perseverance, character, through character, strength, uh, forbearance, and glory. I can't remember the exact order, but there's all of these other correlating verses that talk about how we lay our burdens at his feet. He'll mm. give us rest um, and that he provides consolation and that he provides joy and that it's predictable. And just know that we're, especially if we're suffering for his name's sake, that there is a glory at the end of it. Hmm. What's Cindy have to say there? It looks yeah, like see, she's saying he does give burdens greater than we can bear because he needs we, he needs us to depend on him. He is strong when we are weak. Oh, yes, that was the other really half. Good. That was the other half of the commentary saying mm. he definitely gives us burdens greater than we can bear, so that we know our dependency is on him to carry it for us. So when I was talking to my son today about something he's going through, he's going through some difficulty uh, in bad decision making. This is yet another one of our children. We were talking about the teenagers last week. This is the not yet teenager. Maybe we could talk about what we surmised of why this is happening. But um, that you have a choice. And in God would like to see us to make the choice that I told him that I would prefer that he take as opposed to the other one, which would be to be feel sorry for himself, to blame everybody else, to say nobody likes me, and then to live in this darkness of despair because you think that nobody understands you and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, and, and what I told him that I want to see him do is to say, you know what? I, I own up to my mistakes. I uh, understand what I did wrong. 
And it's up to me now to turn that around, to be what God wants me to be. And that is to Repent take. Repent and to he take, will cleanse you of all unrighteousness too. Right. Repent to God. So these things are difficult that he's going through, but now it's up to him to make a decision to, to move forward and become better because of these difficulties he's going through. And to ask God for help. Ask God Make, for help along the way. Making those decisions. Wow. And give me the power to restrain myself. Mm. I mean, that's the thing I always tell my daughter. I said, if you don't invite God into the equation, you are constantly going to fight this uphill battle to control your flesh and you will lose. I said, I'm telling you, I've walked this road. I know what it's like to constantly try to fix things on my own and you will not be able to fix them. You have to invite God into the equation and say, God, I lay these at the foot of the cross and I need your help to carry them, even if they're young. You know, don't don't try to do it in your own strength. And it's really what turns people to Christ eventually is because mm -hmm. they reach the end of themselves. Right. Didn't we all? Yep. You know, we finally turn it over to God because we've outwitted ourselves. <laughs> you know, right. like we've just come to the end of our own crafty solutions. And it's harder to tell children, you will come to the end of yourself by hook or by crook. Um, <laughs> and you know what I mean? We just want to save you the pain, but you may most definitely go through it yourself anyways, because you think we're dumb or it's old fashioned, but mm -hmm. Um, the sooner we can impart to them the wisdom of handing it over to God, um, the less painful with, it will be. With faith. With faith. That this will happen. And to understand that with that faith, it, it also comes with patience. That uh, it, it doesn't. Forbearance and self-control. Yep. Yeah. The restrainer. The Holy Spirit is the restrainer. You and I are the best examples. We see it, you know, in our everyday lives. We have a tendency, we could be short-tempered, we could be quick-tongued, you know, to retaliate, to respond, um, you know what I mean? And yeah. we literally experience the Holy Spirit as a restrainer every single day. That's what I'm trying to impart to my daughter, is that he will be the restrainer for you, because you mm. cannot do it yourself. It's just the kind of personality that you have. Um, some kids struggle with different things, but, you know, when you're too strong and uh, the f the flesh has overtaken the spirit. It becomes this monster that becomes un uncontrollable. Yep. So Cindy is saying, "Should a grandson had surgery Monday, and it was such a blessing to my heart to hear my daughter comfort him with telling him when you're scared, it's okay. And she told him to look to God in prayer and faith. Oh, Aww, wow. how sweet. How old is your grandson? And I hope he's recovered from the surgery. Yeah, for sure. And Carrie's saying, I prayed for strong faith for 30 years, and God <laughs> provides Always in all situations. Amen. Oh. Hey, Kyle in the CV. It's been a while. Good evening. Hi, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Nice Hope to see you. Hope you've been good. Yeah, for sure. Um, how about we get to the scripture? There's some some awful good stuff there in that in that Bible that God wrote. Yes. Amen. <laughs> Mark 11, 22 to, and I've added 22 to 25 because this is the story when God is telling the disciples, he had just cursed the fig tree and it withered and they were just like shocked. And so he says to them, have faith in God. Jesus answered, truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. 
And when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your father in heaven may forgive you. Your sins. Mm. Isn't that interesting that he ties that with prayer? Yep. Anything you ask, you will receive and pray for your enemies and forgive them mm. so that I can forgive you. I got to remember that. Good one. Yep. Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Yep. Deuteronomy 33.25, the bolts of your gates will be iron and bronze and your strength will equal your days. And this is part of a long passage where God was um, giving all the promises to the children of Israel, each of the tribes. And Matthew 8.10, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to the following, said to those following him, truly, I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. And this again was a story of the centurion to save his servant. And he said, and Jesus said, should I follow you? And he said, no, you just say um, that he shall be healed and it will happen. And that's what Jesus was saying. Yes. Mm. You may go. Yeah. And I was wondering uh, if you guys who watch the chosen wonder, uh, I'm wondering if that is where the story is on, on this season where they're they're showing the Roman soldier who was the essentially the friend of Matthew. Right. Um, you know, kind of like the father figure-ish kind of guy that has the servant that's sick. It's a it's a, one of the it's the child of his servant. And I'm wondering if that is the story that they're gonna be yeah, addressing. Isaiah 43, 2, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Again, part of God's promises during afflictions. Mm. You will not drown. It will not kill you. So a better expression is not that it doesn't give you greater burdens than you can carry, but he will not let them destroy you. Because mm. you have everlasting life. Yes. Factory we call <laughs> Worst case scenario, go back to Jesus. Uh, oh, Carrie, stop watching The Chosen. What happened? So, uh, so is Hedia, pretty much. Cindy saying he was 17 and he was his, oh, his baseball hand was seriously broken. He had just oh, no. signed to college baseball. No. He was happens. devastated and cried. It looked like he'll be able to play again in three months. I'm oh, so that's good. That. We, we, we pray for supernatural healing and a very, very quick recovery. So in the name of Jesus. Uh, Carrie stopped watching The Chosen adding too much dramatic license yeah totally freaks me out not a fan <laughs> of that either I can't follow the stories because it's so embellished I don't know what they're talking about Sydney mm. um, says I wish I had time to finish reading the heaven book I'm on chapter 9 then watch The Chosen then read Pilgrim's Progress so many recommendations <laughs> I want to look at <laughs> yes. you know I wonder if for me I mean you are you are studious about the Bible and the scriptures and making connection. Uh, and, I, and I love Jack because he teaches me things about the Bible <laughs> because I can't sometimes figure it out on my own. But you like the confirmation sometimes you get from Jack, I think. Like yes. you, you'll read something. Oh, I, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad that I had that thought. Or when he, when he says something, you go, oh, like, like the worm. Like neither one of us knew about the worm. I love learning these new things. For me, the chosen is maybe somewhat like your YouTube pastor that brought you to Jesus. 
in that, yeah, in that it gives me a visual. As we all know, men are usually more visual. Uh, I'm sure there was women that are visual, so I don't want to make a sexist comment. Uh, But I'm very visual. I love seeing. It brings it to life. And the names make more of a connection. So true. Um, And so for me, and I know uh, that there are some things that we've kind of talked about that we go, hmm, I wonder if that. I spend the whole show doing that. Yeah. You can't not do it. I can't not do it. I just let it go. Yeah. Well, because (laughs) your point of reference is a little bit less than mine. So most of the things that he's talking about, I know. Isn't that everything? (laughs) Not not everything, but you know what I mean? So I totally see why so many people like it Mm. because you don't have to actually read the Bible to learn the entire story. (laughs) New Testament. It makes perfect sense. You it's know, for but, lazy people. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Like a little. A little. It's like, uh, what is it? The Bible for dummies? The dummies series? Yes. Um, so Thank I you. get it. Thank you for that. I get it. But the dramatic license is a little, a little unnerving for me. Yeah, well, that is a little bit of a, uh, you know, producer, directors, you know, they think, okay, how can we make this so that people will stay engaged and be entertained? And so they'll add a little something here and there. I get it. Maybe, maybe I need to do more study in Schnugs. Maybe that's the message I'm getting <laughs> from you tonight. Cindy <laughs> oh, saying she's visual too. Yeah. She saw the first season and she replayed the scene with the woman at the well. Oh my gosh, me too. I've watched that so probably has- four times. Hetty <laughs> can only watch something once. Just know that about Hetty. Yeah. Um, you don't ever want to see anything twice. I've already seen uh, the Jesus Revolution twice. I probably could see it a third time. But that I actually don't think I would. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Again. <laughs> I don't know. Everything now is just like it's turned into this giant controversy now about about uh, Lonnie versus Greg and <laughs> who was the real star of the revolution. And I'm like, oh, for the love of God, could we just God was the star. Okay? God was the star. Right. Yes. I was just like, does it matter? Let's just talk about the fact that we need another revolution. <laughs> Well, I think the, uh, you know, the, the character, the, the, the wife of uh, Chuck Smith made that clear behind backstage and said, this isn't about the two of you. This right. isn't about Lonnie. This isn't about you. Right. Uh, essentially is what she was saying. Now go out there and preach. And he preached and they were all there. He walked out on stage and everybody was still there, even though Lonnie had left, yes. which is a true aspect of the story that he, he, he left the, the Calvary. But then the, they were able to make it back. But yeah, Jesus was the star. Absolutely. Yes, Jesus was a star, and, and Carrie's saying, how do you think God thinks about the producer's take on The Chosen, I presume you're asking. I See, you know, and I mean, that's why Andy gives the example of the celebrity pastor. I, I wrote an article called, the, you know, The Paradox of the Celebrity Pastor, because there are so many people who meet Jesus, including me, from those kind of preachers, um, though you don't grow, I believe, in maturity in Christ through those kind of preachers that only preach a, a sentence from um, the Bible, you know, like for an entire sermon, but, um, and I think the chosen has done that for a lot of people's inter is made Jesus real for mm-hmm. people. And I think that that's a great thing. Yeah. Especially with people like, like me, who I had the great opportunity to, to, uh, be with Jesus for a period of time where he stood in front of me at the, at the Marriott. <laughs> <laughs> I just love saying that part because it sounds so funny, but there he was um, that many people have not like I, it, it, it didn't happen to me until I was 58. 
Yes. And so there's many people out there that have been, you know, this is the, at least for now is the closest they've, they've gotten, I think in, in seeing him or whatever it is that brings them closer for some people. Yeah. So I think it's that thing. You know what I would like to do um, is, uh, sorry, I was reading, I watched the movie Book of Eli. Yes. Like 10 times. I watched yeah. the movie. <laughs> So I got distracted. I don't even think I've seen it once. It took a lot of people to see it. It made me want to memorize the Bible. Oh, wow. I have to watch that. I have to watch that. You haven't watched it either? No. I've seen it. It's come across whatever platform that I've seen it on. Maybe it's Amazon. I I don't know, but I remember seeing that book of Eli and I go, you know what? I should watch that. (laughs) But I didn't, wasn't sure. You know, sometimes they'll come up with a name that sounds like it's biblical, but it's actually like a devil story (laughs) or something. And then I just go, I I don't think that's about Jesus. (laughs) It's about something else. Um, And I think that's, was always my question. And I'm not sure why I think, because I go past it so quickly, but yeah, maybe now we need to make sure to put that on our watch list. Yeah, for sure. And Cindy's saying a congregation probably sighs as she reads chapters of the Bible when she preaches. <laughs> you know what? There's power in the gospel. It's, you know, faith yep. comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I can't ever, t- you can't ever read too much Bible. You know, I, I do want to get to this question I have, but I, I now you make me think about, I wonder what it is that uh, Pastor Jack Hibbs over at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills goes because he finds entertainment in some of the scripture that could be so mundane or what would be boring to some people. And somehow he finds it. There, there's always something that he finds in those teachings well, that I'm just sure kind of blows people away. And I wonder if that's because he wakes up at three o'clock in the morning, he says, to make sure that he's ready for the, the message on Sunday and spends you know a lot of hours on it before that. But well, is that was that what do you think that's what he's looking for? Or what? What's his? Well, when you read commentaries Mm -hmm. about a Bible passage, um, those little tidbits will come up, and I think he is particularly interested in the ones that are unique, Mm. that may not, uh, that everyone may not have heard. Yep, I think that that's something about him. I think he just likes the. And then when he can't bring out like a fact in the Bible, then he goes to his squirrels in his backyard. (laughs) is his go-to like no i can't find anything you know that's really going to turn people on so i'm going to i'm going to talk about squirrels (laughs) and the birds so um i would like i was wondering if you think that i could ask that question that i got today at school from the kids or from one of the students oh sure and see what their opinion is about if they have any any clues so uh i was teaching uh the class that hetty and i teach it's a high school class at liberty ed and today I was teaching on interviewing um, witnesses, victims, and suspects and what they need to know, how you talk to each one of them maybe a little bit differently and some things you need to keep in mind when you're interviewing people. It's you know. an introduction to law enforcement class yes. for those that do not know. And so I got into, when I'm talking to a suspect, I had told them a few times where I told an untruth. A lie. A lie. <laughs> I lied to somebody to tell them maybe I had evidence that I really didn't have. Right. Or I said, you know, if I separated two suspects uh, of a, of of a crime, 
Um, I would Tell talk to one and I would go over and I said, oh my gosh, I just talked you to your buddy over there. And he just threw you under the bus. He says, this is all your idea. And he goes, no, the gun's underneath the seat. And it was his. <laughs> and, then, and then I go, okay, and we get a whole clip. And so I was relating that I told an untruth and I lied. So um, I, there was a couple examples that I gave. And one of the students, um, and remember, this is a Christian uh, school over at Calvary Chapel, Juno Hills. She said, so... So biblically, <laughs> do you think that there's anything that God would have to say? Is there anything in the Bible, in the scriptures that says that you can do that, that that's okay? So lying for the greater good. Lying for the greater good. Um, and good for Andy because he said he didn't know. I said, that is a fantastic question, and I don't know the answer to that. I go because at the time that I was a police officer and a detective, when I did these things, I was surely not Christian. Um, I just knew it was a way that I was possibly going to get a confession or you know gain some knowledge that I wouldn't have gained otherwise. But would I have done that now as a Christian? I don't know, and I don't even know if if it's. And if I didn't I, know the answer either. I, I don't know. So if anybody knows, if now, uh, you know, you, you put me back in those positions now is the, the Christian man that I am today, could I do that? And is there something that would support me? Would God support me in doing that? Because that's really interesting because I, now I even think about it more. I got this, this guy who, in, in the case, one of the cases, again, when the guy was a child molester. And based on what I did, I had a, a piece of paper that it, it, we used it for um, putting down the information when we towed a vehicle. It was a tow form and it's a uh, carbonless. And there's three. There's a yellow copy, a white copy and a pink copy. And I when it, so it looks official. And this guy was from the jungles of uh, Amazon. So he didn't know and he didn't speak English. So I brought this form out that had all kinds of writing on it, which was from another case. And he said, I got this thing right here. The, your DNA is all over and it's evidence that you you were there and you did what what victim said you did and it says right here on this form and he goes all right i did it and then he went on to explain everything that he did and he was able to give me so much information that it corroborated not only the statements of the victim but the but the evidence wow. so not only because sometimes you get a confession from somebody in court they'll say well you coerced them or you know, he felt he had to do that because you promised him something. Now, what he did was not only did Can he they say you they only gave you that confession because you lied. Yeah, I told him on the stand. I, I wrote in my report that I lied. Oh, and it's not a disqualifying. No, oh. no, it's OK. I mean, as far as the law is concerned, but the law is not scripture. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but he went to jail, got convicted and uh, he was off the streets. But but I mean, again, uh, the, there was a positive outcome. But. Biblically, um, Cindy's guess is probably not right because there's other ways to persuade a suspect to confess or tell on the other suspect. Yeah, well, what about what I just told you about? I mean, that was that was the only thing. That was the only thing. It was a about a forty-five minute, maybe hour long uh, um, interview, and I, I think it we came need down to, to that research. moment. What I, what I will research is: is there this sense of doing things for the greater good? You know, um, do the ends justify the means? You know, there's this kind of uh, nothing comes to mind. Um, oh. But Carrie, uh, Carrie has another one here. 
It says, how about changing it to, what if I told you that I had your DNA? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, there you go. That's just a statement. That isn't saying that I had it. That isn't lying. Right. Well, where were you 15 years ago when I was involved in this interview? <laughs> <laughs> now, that, now that Jesus is looking at me, remember when you lied? But God, he's in jail. Uh-huh. And he's out of the out of our communities. It is that girl. Well, that was something else. I gotta hand it to her. I said, get out of my class. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't need this from you. <laughs> Cindy says. Uh it does say, do not kill yet in wars in the Bible, they kill with God's blessing. Is that justified? Oh. That's a good example. Yes. Very interesting. Wow. Now, these are interesting questions. I'm gonna ask Jack next time I see him. For sure. I'm going to make it. If I see him outside, I'm going to go. I'm going to stand in line. Yeah, I'm going to stand in line for for that question. I'm going to say, hey, listen, I was in your school. Yes, I'm curious. And I told your kids that I lied to suspects. <laughs> I want your blessing. Yes. <laughs> no, for sure. If I see him, I actually, I will stand, I'll stand out there and ask him. This is uh, something that came up. So uh, tell us what he said. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will. Uh, yep, I will do that. I will go to somebody you can trust. Bruce is a cop. Of course, he's <laughs> going to say it's okay. <laughs> no, Bruce asked Jack. Yeah, he's walking around with him all day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she wanted to know where where it says that that's okay. Right. Yeah. Well, we were assuming that Jack would pull out a scripture <laughs> if he had if he said yes. Yes. Quite all an right. ethical dilemma. Yeah. Anything else, my love? Anything else we could talk about? No. I think we're good. Yeah, I'm very tired, friends. I'm, <laughs> we're we're going to end at 39 minutes. <laughs> we're going to do our. We're not going. We're gonna, not going to do our 45 minute show. All right. Um, we need to tell them about. Uh, oh, Andy X39 is in the description. It's these patches that seemingly are doing something incredible in my body that are. I, I can I can walk again and my neck doesn't hurt. I don't have headaches. So I don't know why. Coincidentally, you at the same time, you actually have not had a headache. I've not had a headache. I can vouch for that. Yeah, for sure. And you used to get headaches all the time. Yep. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I'm going to go order some patches. <laughs> I think that's it. And then there is the Edify app, Hedia. Edify.app, the Christian Broadcast Network. Like, subscribe, share. Um, if you like and subscribe to our. Um, show it would be a great blessing to us we really appreciate it absolutely all right my friends we love you guys thank you for God bless. thank you for participating yes goodbye Bye.